If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on the Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, happy Hanukkah, everyone. As we record this, it is the first night of Hanukkah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin. And I, Noel Deneen. Come together once a year over the miracle that was the oil that lasted for eight days when it was not even supposed to last for one day. Wow. That's the miracle of Hanukkah. That's our big miracle. It's a miracle. That one counts. That lamp oil lasted for eight days. It counts. I guess, but, you know, do you wrap a big whole holiday around it? You know what's ironic is probably as those eight days went, instead of lighting more flame on that lamp, mm-hmm. it probably went down to one. It probably went from eight flames to one. Right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you make an excellent point. Um, <clears throat> maybe that's we should have done it in reverse. Yeah. Instead of lighting a candle for every day, we should have started Ex- off full, f- full blazes and extinguish, extinguished one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you should be the, the head of the Jewishness. And when the light finally goes out, it'll be uh-huh. like you have to eat the, the weakest person. <laughs> you turned it into a, a horrible game show. <laughs> it's the, yeah. The uh, what 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 are the what's that family that uh, the Donners? Yeah, yeah, it's uh uh, it's Donnerka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, yeah, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and he, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic, and from that topic, we light eight candles. Mm-hmm. We come up with a uh, 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 at least eight ideas, and then whittle them down. To three or four. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we give them to you guys uh-huh. over the airwaves, over the interwebs. We give them to you. You take them. You action them. You become incredibly rich. And then once you're rich, because we don't ask for any money up front, do we? No. No, we do not. Uh, we don't say. Here's our idea. Buy it and then see if you like it. That's not what we do. Uh-huh. We say, maybe you like it, take it, get rich, and then throw some change. And literally, at the point that you are so rich, what we're asking for is actual pocket change. What are we asking for, Noel? We're, after you're rich, after you're like, I used one of those two or three IDs that were whittled down from eight that only came from enough ideas for not even one I- idea? That's right. <laughs> it, we, it, the, the topic usually, if we're lucky if you can come up with one, yeah. we managed to get eight out of them. Yeah, it's a miracle. And then for the sake of brevity of the show, yeah. we whittle them down to four. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I owe these miracle workers a little something. What you owe us is after after you got rich, we want 10% of those millions and billions you made off our ideas. Not any of the money you had before that. Just of the money you made from our ideas. Yeah. That's all we're asking. From That's our it. ideas. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but you will be very happy to know that uh, someone contacted us on Twitter today. Um, he goes by the handle Millionaire Playboy. Really? Yep. And he replied to a post about a show we had put in July, which may be the last time I necessarily posted about a show uh-huh. before <laughs> depression really kicked in. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he said, how can I get your $14 million to you? I used one of your ideas. Wow. Yeah, and his handle is Millionaire Playboy. So I think this one is too legit to quit. I'm going to give him your credit card number. He said, how can he get it to tell him to send to just to send us a check? Send us a check. Money order is fine. Yeah. We can, you know, cashier's check. I think you can do a cashier's check for $14 million. Uh, yeah. I see he also uh, commented something that Elon Musk had mm-hmm. posted. So we're uh, that's the kind of standing we're in. Wow. We, we are now rubbing shoulders with Elon Musk. Wow. Who uh, was, for, for a hot minute, was the second richest person in the world. Uh-huh. And then his fortune tumbled $9 billion. Yeah. Because of remarks that were made by, you know, I can't remember who, major trading company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went down from $147 billion to 138 billion and is no longer the second richest man in the world. Okay. You're the second bitchest man in the world. <clears throat> Some might think that. <laughs> Some might think that. Uh, um wow, are you going to respond to uh Oh yeah, yeah, I'll respond. I was going to get some advice from you, but uh, I was going to respond. Uh-huh. So you're half of that. You got 7 mil coming, dude. Uh dude, talk about a time that I can use it, too. Yeah. Oh, I would be so happy with $7 million. Yeah, hopefully it'll come in this I feel calendar like... year before the socialists take over. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Got to get it now. Um, I feel like I could retire on $7 million. No, well. <clears throat> I live like... a v- If I continued living the lifestyle that I live mm-hmm. and invested the bulk of it, so I was living off of, off of strictly off of, uh, off of uh, the dividends. Mm-hmm. I think I could absolutely retire on $7 million. Yeah, yeah, you probably could. Seven, seven million, though, if you're basically spending it, you're not living high on the hog for the rest of your life unless you plan to go <coughs> out with a blast. Yeah, well, I mean... You could live hard, die young. Let's see, I'm 51. Mm-hmm. Let's say... Let's say I live to 85. Okay. Right, so that's 30 four years i think you have to if you're going to make any of these plans though you always got to plan to 100 because what if yeah i don't want to live to 100 though but you might i have i don't really want to live to 85 i'm i'm questioning making it to 52 (laughs) (laughs) i really am i am 
I am a hundred percent questioning whether I I want to get past this year even. Okay. I guess I do just to see like is it just been twenty twenty or am I really just at this point that I am just so depressed and beyond the pale that you know I, I'd give it one more year. Okay. To to sort of come back from uh from from twenty twenty. I had some woman we were we were walking the dog, the dog ran into. Another dog, a puppy, and the puppy was going nuts and was running around the owner's like, so the owner was sort of spinning around, and we were partially blocking the sidewalk, right? And this woman comes up and just stands, doesn't say excuse me or anything, stands for like a minute. And I said, oh, pardon me, and I stepped to the side, and she goes, well, excuse me. I guess we can't even walk on the sidewalks anymore. Uh And I looked at her, and I said, I'm so sorry, because it's really true. The worst thing about 2020 is the fact that you're, you've been blocked on the sidewalk for 30 seconds by a couple of dogs playing. And she looked at me like I had given her the worst insult of all time. Uh-huh. And I just was sort of like, you know, I didn't get it. I don't understand people anymore. Okay. That's where I'm at. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so I don't know why, but I've always had an an affinity for mm-hmm. like really old, decrepit kitchen kitchen uh, cooking utensils. Okay. Um, like, would you buy them sort of old and decrepit, no, or just, would you just? I, I would. Like, you don't like get rid a, of a your old and old decrepit iron ones. Pan, I would take sure. more pride in the yeah, okay. old wooden spoon that. the more and grosser it got, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in my old apartment, when I moved in there, there was this spoon that was left in a drawer. <laughs> this wooden spoon mm-hmm. that looks like it was the first wooden spoon ever made. Um, and it is so old that just from probably washing it like you gotta because wood you gotta scrub a little bit to really get the funk out um and it's it's now almost a stick with a bit of a knob on the end right Uh and i love it just because it's so old and decrepit i always think like ah it's got the flavor and it's gonna make everything taste better right Uh uh-huh um so recently we were um we've been going through and uh, decluttering our apartment a little bit. Um, And a lot of old kitchen stuff was getting tossed. And Nan tried to toss that spoon. And I Uh elevated its status, not only for most favored spoon, to I intend to die with that spoon. (laughs) I intend to own that spoon until I die. Uh-huh. Will you be buried with it, or will you hand it down to Nigel as hand a... Uh, it down. Uh-huh. It is my legacy. Uh-huh. That's your legacy. <laughs> That's my legacy. Uh-huh. The, the crappiest, oldest spoon you've ever seen in your life. I don't know why I love them. I love them. I, my mother, when I was a, a, a kid, and she was living in upstate New York for a while when I first, when we both first moved back up to New York from from St. Thomas, she'd gotten into antiquing and, and selling antiques and that sort of thing. And so when I'd go up to spend the summer with her, or go up for a weekend, I often had to go to these sort of antiques things or we'd, we'd go, uh, uh, 
yard sale buying and stuff like that. And quite often you would see people selling their old used wooden utensils. Uh-huh. And for some reason it turned my stomach. Like, because like you said, you know, wooden, you really got to scrub the shit out. Like wood is wood. Yeah. It's not like, you know, something about, wood. you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just porous. Yeah. It absorbs things. And all I could, as a kid, and still now, all I could picture was like this person who's selling it to me who maybe is missing a bunch of teeth or sort of like is a complete stranger to me has been for years just taking it and shoving it in their mouth after tasting sauce after sauce and stew after stew and like giving it to other people than their family that I don't know and that their saliva is all over this spoon and has never really been washed off. And it would literally make me nauseous. Yeah. I don't know if that's some sort of OCD thing or not, but I'm no, hoping it is. I don't know if that is. That, that, that's not OCD. <clears throat> it's not? No. It's just what what would you call that? Um, just a little, you're a little spoon shy. Little spooch. <laughs> sounds like something from like you know. That just sounds like something that you know back in the Canadian Canadian wilderness. Uh-huh. They would talk about someone being a little spoon shy. Yeah. Something from your youth. Oh, he was all right. He was just a little spoon shy. Yeah. And that, but they take care of that. They throw in a vat of spoons and let you fight your way out. That's right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Noel. Yeah, it's an interesting thing when you talk about you want something old around all the time. Mm-hmm. Because what our topic today is has nothing to do with the old, but a hatred of the new. Okay. Because our topic today is what, Noel? Our topic today is Luddites, how to get rich with them, how to whittle a machine out of wood and make that work your way to the top. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just waiting for a response from me. I want you to keep going. I feel like you got more in you. Uh, That's it. You have to mine that creative hole in your brain. One shot, Charlie. That's what they call mm-hmm. me. Don't think about it first. Just say it quick <laughs> and then shut up. Yeah, Luddites, no. Luddites. How are you going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you right now, right? So what is a Luddite? Luddite is uh, a, basically a person opposed to new technology or ways of working. Uh, historically, they came from a member of any of the bands of English workers who destroyed machinery, especially in cotton and wooden mills, they destroyed the the looms uh, that they believed were threatening their jobs in 1811. They were right. 1816. Uh, They went away, but the name uh, stuck. And we've seen Luddites through history since, probably before, too. But they weren't named Luddites because they were before the Luddites. Right? The Amish are basically Luddites. Mm-hmm. Right? They said, no, we are freezing 
our technology at this stage. Um, we all know them in our day-to-day -day life. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't consider, you know, I don't own a TV. I'm a, I'm a Luddite. I don't know if that necessarily makes you a Luddite because you probably watch TV on your laptop. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, there's plenty of other technology to go around. Yeah, but you know, the, the friend of yours that still has the old flip phone mm -hmm. or, or, or even worse, no cell phone. Do you actually have you known anyone in the past ten years that doesn't have a cell phone I'm that sure could I afford have. a cell phone? I'm sure I have. That has intentionally said no cell phone for me. Probably. I fought it for years uh -huh. when they first came out. I was like no, and then it was sort of like you know Deb was like I need a cell phone. I want a cell phone, and this was when you still had to pay for the call. Yeah. You know, you had to pay by by every time someone called. You know, it's like, uh, well, only for emergencies. And then slowly but surely. So what year do you think you finally got one? We were trying to figure that out the other day, as a matter of fact. And, and our first cell phones were the Motorola StarTax. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, I can't remember what year they came out. I think it was 2000. No, no, no. StarTax. Well, they they came out a couple different iterations, but originally they were uh, late '90s, probably like '97. They came out. I'm gonna well, it definitely wasn't '97 because we were just we had just started dating in '96, okay. middle '96. Okay, maybe it was '97. Maybe it was. Maybe it was ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. I think I got mine in two thousand. I got uh, my first. Your first one ever, really? Yeah. Huh. Which I was a pretty early adopter. I, yeah. I put it this way: I was early enough adopter to cell phones that I wasn't on the cutting edge where yeah it, they were super crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. I but I was one of the early people once they made plants, um, and. When I got my cell phone, the guy gave it to me and is like, uh, your number's your name. I'm like, what? what? He's like, yeah, I, I picked uh, your, your name as your phone number. So the end of my phone number, the last four digits, were 6635-NOEL. Wow. And then when I moved to New York... Mm -hmm. I asked if I could get that, and they were like, well, you have to pay $50 to <coughs> a number that you want. Right. And so I did, and I got it, and then nobody ever needed to know anyone's phone number again because <laughs> everyone got a cell phone, <laughs> and all you had to do was enter it into your phone, and you never yep. knew. You, you stopped knowing numbers. Yeah, I, I wish that I had uh, held out long enough with my landline to have kept my landline number. As my number, because that was my number as a kid. That was my dad's number when I was growing up. Two and two nine eight nine eight four four nine. Now it's some store has it. Some business has it. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, we should prank them every show. Yeah, I just threw. I put the name. I put the number out there for everyone to hear. Just call it randomly, yeah. people. Yeah. Two one two nine eight nine eight four four nine. Ask for yeah. Sam Rubin. And then just yell phone thief, phone number thief. Yeah, say that. Do that. Do that. 
Anyway, no, you were talking anyway, about Luddites. So we all know them, you know, uh, people who refuse technology, refuse to use it, refuse to own it, will go through hoops to never have something high tech, right? So I thought, great. How are we going to make money off these people? Obviously, they want they want the old ways, the comfortable ways, the ways that don't threaten them. Um, the older, the better, right? You know, it, it, the, if they had the time, they would probably prefer to churn their own butter. Yep. Uh, bake their own bread. All type these, on typewriters. T- type on typewriters, yeah. But they have to sit there and look around at the world around them and realize they're missing something, right? Realize that, you know, there is an advantage to the friend that goes out not knowing where they're going, but GPS guides them to exactly the f- where they want to go, right? They have to be looking at things like that. So I figured, how can we bring them some of the benefits of modern technology, but still protect their Luddite ways, right? I thought about it. And, and, and one of the most Luddite technologies that always has fascinated me a little bit, because it seems like if you look on the internet, there's no real thing saying it's bunk, uh, is uh, water dowsing. Okay. Right? Uh, I like that you use the phrase Luddite technology. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's Luddite technology. Mm-hmm. It's cutting-edge Luddite technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, water dowsing refers to the practice of using a fork, stick, rod, pendulum, or similar device to locate underground water. Uh, and basically, they walk around, and I guess they the the... the the sticks turn towards each other in your hand when you're over the water? Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple different ways of dowsing, but that is, yeah, they come to, they they sort of come together. Uh-huh. The points come together when you do the two-stick method. I should get some dowsing rods and try it. In New York, there's okay. underground water everywhere. It, it'd be easy well, to... But what you, isn't it possible that you will? Ju- it'll just always be pointing down because there's there's water pipes running all over the place in New York. Well, that's but but, you, but I'm sure you'd feel it. You'd feel the pull. Right, but it would just be constant. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. Well, that that is some technology that we still don't understand. It's it's so high tech, and as yeah. I say. If, if you guys are curious, it's Google, Luddite technology that we don't understand because it's so high tech. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's up there. It's it's like alien yeah. technology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, okay. It's alien technology. And if if you guys are are skeptical here, honestly, Google water dowsing, and you can't really find things that say it's bunk. And we're talking government sites about it, col- uh, university sites about it. Mm-hmm. No one's explaining it. No one's debunking it, though. Right. I got gotcha. you. 
I maybe they're saying you know well there's more efficient ways of doing it but whatever. So I thought that that's a good technology. How can I use this? And I thought maybe I could figure out a way to uh, use this water dowsing technique technologies uh, as a form of GPS, right? Oh, okay. Uh, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna take also big luddite favorite uh you know the old office buildings with the vacuum tubes Mm -hmm. and they you Mm -hmm. want a message to fred you stick it in the tube and goes and goes to fred uh and he takes it out of the little canister and reads it and he's oh i'll get right back to you and writes a return message and sticks it in the tube and goes back to stan or whoever right Mm -hmm. um so i thought Great, we could take those tubes, right, um, and fill them with water. Okay. <laughs> On demand. Which tube uh-huh. wants, would you want with water? Oh, you want the tube th- that goes to Grand Central Station. Mm-hmm. Let it to big train dr- train riders. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so, <laughs> and they go, <laughs> and the tube that goes from wherever you are to Grand Central Station, fills with water, uh, and you d- you can walk and douse, and it will lead you from wherever you are to Grand Central, uh, wherever you want to go. You, you, these mm-hmm. tubes will have, and I understand that we're talking a fairly substantial. Uh, investment in putting these tubes everywhere. Yeah, around, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So you're going to need some sort of starter money for this, mm-hmm. right? So I thought, okay. This will appeal to all Luddites. What can I do to make money off of a good chunk of the Luddites to get the money to put these tubes down first? Right. Mm-hmm. So as I referenced before, uh, I don't know how many people you know without a TV, but uh, you know, you know who they are though if you know them because they will mention it to you about five times every conversation you ever have with them ever. Right. Even though they watch TV all the time. Sure, but they think they're they they're more in love with the idea mm-hmm. of being a luddite. Uh, than the actual denying themselves of whatever benefit the technology gives, right? So what we could do for them is we could make water dousing rods that have little GPSs in them. And they will look like they're following underground streams. (laughs) (laughs) And... Everyone will look at, oh, look at this old timer going down mm-hmm. the street. This Brooklyn kid with his big long beard, you know. Uh, that seems like such a, a hipster uh, thing to do. Hipsters are going to snap these up. Yeah, um, like a real got, water water dowsing GPS. Yeah, and it's got an actual GPS in this one though, and it takes them mm-hmm. where they go, but they look luddite, which is what they're really concerned about. And you'll make enough money off that to start putting, laying the tubes mm-hmm. and getting the underground water system that'll get the actual Luddites what they need. 
uh, we're talking <clears throat> billions of dollars here you're going to make. Yeah, it's like those attachments that they were making for phones for a while, for cell phones, that would plug into your phone, but it was a regular handset mm-hmm. thing, right? So you could look, you could feel like you were talking on an yep. on a on an old landline yep. when you were really talking on your cell phone, mm-hmm. and that's all. That's all these hipster kids want, right? Exactly, they want the look and feel. Yeah, you can you can call it like Brooklyn Dowsing Company. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that idea. It came together at the end there for me. I wasn't I wasn't buying into it until that last bit. Yeah. With all the hipsters using their dowsing rods with actual GPS in it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The other thing I was thinking, you know, because the whole real purpose of the original Luddites was the idea that they were being replaced by technology, right? You yeah. know, and they were fighting to keep their jobs is instead of GPS, you just have people who stand on the corner and they're paid to take you wherever the fuck it is you need to go to walk you there. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not really, a, it's, 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 like, it's almost like a cab but for walking distance, mm-hmm. right? You like step out and like, oh, I need to get to Times Square from here. And it's like, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. And they'll just walk you and, and their name will be GPS. You know, all these people. Gregory Percival Simmons, all of them. Are yeah, there. exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. No, I like I like because, I mean, there are some there's some useful technology out there. Yeah. Um, so as I had said, no, um, uh, uh, the main reason the Luddites fought to destroy this technology and uh, was because they were afraid that uh, their learned skills were uh, uh, being made redundant because there were machines that were going to replace them in the industry that they had given their lives to, that they were feeding their families with. This is not the only time... I think that was during the first Industrial Revolution, I believe. There have been multiple Industrial Revolutions and we're moving up into what is being commonly referred to as the fourth industrial revolution. Okay. Which it is said will be driven largely by the convergence of digital, biological, and physical innovations, um, which will create the ongoing automation of traditional manufacturing and industrial practices using smart technology. So we're looking at large-scale machine-to-machine communication, the Internet of Things, Everything integrated for increased automation, improved communication, and self-monitoring of machines. Um, The eventual goal is to produce smart machines that can analyze and diagnose issues without the need for human intervention of any sort. What I thought was interesting, there was a study done by the, the, uh, I don't know what kind of company they are, they're... uh, shit uh anyway called mckinsey which we've all heard about um it was brought up you know pete Buttigieg worked for them for a while they uh were involved with the uh <laughs> the destruction of puerto rico's economy and their government um but they did a study and it's estimated that up to 30 percent of all hours worked globally could be automated by 2030 
That's a lot of hours yep. that people will not be working. It's expected that one-third of all job activities, meaning so whatever your job is, you won't necessarily be made redundant, but a third of all the work that you do during the course of a day will be done by a computer. Mm-hmm. You'll suddenly be working a lot less hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is going to significantly impact the workforce. I mean, it'll make it even worse in the few in, in, in most of the industrial jobs for people who are still factory workers out there. Because, you know, a job that or a, a factory that once employed five or six hundred people will now only employ maybe five. Yeah. Um, that's a lot, a lot of work that's going to be gone in a short period of time. And no one's putting any brakes on it. No governments are trying to put in any rules or ethics issues, figure out any real way at this point to uh, 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 either, A, keep the workforce working when this goes on, which is going to be possibly within 10 years, there's going to be a major shift. Um and the people need someone to step forward and help them out. Well, we need another Luddite revolution. But this one is going to be one that works. So this is what's going to happen. You've heard of EMPs, right? Electromagnetic pulses. I, or you I, haven't? No, no I, I had something going on crazy with my computer. Oh, okay. Um so EMPs interact, uh, 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 send out electromagnetic pulses, which interact with power lines, metal, conductive, any conductive materials, and electro- electronics cause massive power spikes. Okay, yep, yeah, yeah. And in doing so, will uh, uh, knock out power or kill equipment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, who stands to lose the most money in this world? Which groups stand to lose the most money should all industrialization go to computers and technology. Uh, unions. Okay. I'm not even going to let you guess. It's okay. unions. Okay. There's a lot of money in unions. Mm-hmm. It has been for years. That's not who I was going to guess. Who are you going to guess? Bankers. How do they stand to lose money? Because they'll be unemployed. It'll be done by computer. Yeah, I guess. But there's always there'll always be you know that's yeah I mean as far as individuals sure I mean I guess I was thinking about on a on a larger scale mm-hmm. I mean if you're looking at especially like construction unions if you suddenly have machines doing seventy percent of all construction yeah that's a lot of people out of work that's a lot of unions that are losing a lot of money um, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna go in cahoots with the unions the new leaders of the new Luddite revolution, Mm -hmm. and you are going to go around as all of these companies start upgrading to this new technology, and you are going to hit them with EMPs and blow out their new technology, Yeah, requiring them to go back so far back that they're actually going to have to have entirely human uh, workforces. Mm-hmm. And that's the new Luddite. That's what the Luddites didn't have in the past. 
The Luddites in the past actually had to go into the uh, into the uh, manufacturing places and trash these looms themselves, mm-hmm. and in the process would get shot and killed by armed security. Um, and eventually, it's what broke that broke up the Luddites. They were like, "We don't work, or we die. It doesn't matter either way. Our family's not getting fed." Yeah. But now, if you're parked eight blocks away and you're just popping EMPs at them, yeah, electromagnetic pulses at them, you're going to win that war. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's great. Uh, yeah, that's good. So, you guys, if you are like, that idea is great, I want to give Radio Free Brooklyn a little bit of coin to make sure that they stay on the air so that I can keep hearing great ideas like this and other shows you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to get, uh, just from the main page there, hit the sponsor link, and all that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, keeps the servers humming. Keeps the airwaves full. Um, you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization. You get to feel great about yourself because you're a champ, right? You did it. Um, if you want to support in other ways, you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can, um, uh, what can you do? You can download the app, iOS or Android, get the shows, all the archives, all the shows, listen to the station live. Uh, you can go to an- uh, Amazon, put uh, Radio Free Brooklyn in as your Amazon uh, smile. Amazon charity. smile. Yeah. And uh, you don't spend a nickel, but Amazon chips in a tiny, minuscule little amount and uh, pitches it to the charity of your choice uh, when you spend money there. I looked at, I recently got some stuff, and I looked, it offered to let me show show me the contribution I've made. And it says, I have given uh, Radio Free Brooklyn $16. And countless, countless hours of your life hours oh that's true but uh but i did nothing and i gave them 16 dollars. and if more people did that that's enough 16 dollars to to do it all we just need Mm -hmm. people to do it right so uh, as i said no skin off your nose um we also got a sponsor right now uh city running tours you know right now you're cooped up there's a global pandemic around you can't gather you can't do a lot of things uh, you're probably getting fat. Take care of everything at once. Make your exercise your mind, exercise your body with city running tours. They're offering neighborhood running tours. It's a way to discover the history of New York neighborhoods while on a run. Uh, you can choose from 23 different neighborhoods in Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and the Bronx seven days a week. Go to cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. Do it, you fatsos. Get out there. <laughs> and uh, as thanks for letting us pitch our pitches every week, we have a topic. This week it's Luddites, and from that topic, we give you several ways to get rich. Uh, Josh says, not enough. Uh, and instead of coming up with another topic or another way for you to get rich, he says, no, the better way to handle this would be to take another topic that has nothing to do with Luddites and uh, give you that give you a little way to get a little rich in the middle of the show so Mr. Josh take it away 
The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. 15 Steps to Become a Billionaire from Scratch. Step one, start super early. If you're a teenager, your time is now. If you're older than that, it just means you have to push yourself harder to make up for the time you wasted. Step two, educate yourself constantly. Step three, fail quickly, but keep moving. Step four, sacrifice social life and work 80 to 100 hours per week. Step five, build and grow your first successful business. Step six, leverage your newfound success to meet influential people. Step seven, sell your first business, become a multimillionaire. Step eight, build a new innovative, disrupting business. Step nine, expand quickly and aggressively. Step 10, either get acquired or try to build a monopoly in your niche. Step 11, focus on big ideas that impact a lot of people. Step 12, invest in R&D and hire the best talent money can buy. Step 13, go after the big bucks. Step 14, secure your wealth, diversify. Step 15, bankroll super business savvy individuals or do it all over again. There you go. There That's you go. all the it's so easy. So easy. We make it easier. <clears throat> yeah. We almost went with that and then we're like, no, let's make it quicker. I got up to step three, but I only did half of step three. I just did the first half, which was fail quickly. Okay. I didn't keep going. All right. At least you I just take all quickly. day. You had time for a nap afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I also did not uh, sell my business for a million for millions of dollars. Okay. Which was step uh, was ten, I think. Uh, it was up there. It's too confusing. Yeah. Too many steps. It's a lot of steps. Fifteen steps is a lot. I mean, if they really condensed it down, if they could figure out how to be a billionaire in like eight steps, I think we'd have a lot more billionaires. Ours are are three steps. Listen to our show. Yeah. Uh -huh. Action our ideas. Mm -hmm. Count your money and tithe us. Yeah, that that's it. It's really two steps to getting rich. Yeah. The, the count your money and tithing us, that's, that's, you know. That's a rich activity. Yeah, that's an activity. Right, exactly. You guys, it works anyway, for no. Twitter famous millionaire playboy. It can work for you. <laughs> do we, do, did you say what, uh, what, what show he was specifically referencing? Uh, let's see if it can see. Um, reopening. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it's it's proven. Uh-huh. Uh I understand the listeners of this episode though, the Luddites may take more convincing. Cuz they're stuff. That's true. So how are you going to get rich, Luddite? I'll tell you. You know, as I said before, the Luddites got to look around sometime and really see uh I wonder if I am missing out. Everyone seems to be having so much fun, but it is mm -hmm. taking up their day. You know, uh, what, one Luddite thing that's becoming more, it, it, 
a few years ago it probably wouldn't have seemed Luddite, but now it's becoming are the people that are all like, I like a book. I like to smell the paper. Okay. You know? <laughs> and, then, and it's almost getting creepy. It's almost getting like, I like the smell of the paper. Right. They've sexualized the book. Yeah. I like uh, the feel of the pages. Right. I like the Between feel of the pages. Fingers. Right. Yeah. Oh. And the smell of the paper. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, how many times you hear that? How many times? <clears throat> If I spoke to anyone outside of you and my wife, I'd well, probably hear it a lot. In pre-COVID times, how a lot. Hear that? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I hear from my godkids all the time. Oh, really? They love books. They hate Kindles. Do they like the smell of the paper? They love the smell of the... I love the feel, the texture of the pages. They love feeling the weight of the book in their hand. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, all of that stuff. Uh... Yeah, that's that's a famous one. But uh, but but everywhere you look, that you know, they they got to be like great. I I love the smell of the paper. I love having my afternoons without my nose stuck in a phone, riding the train and looking at people in the eye instead of with my nose in the in the phone. Mm-hmm. What kind of smells does a phone have? Ugh, right. Um, <laughs> it smells like your pocket and your hands. Oh, it can be pretty nasty in both yeah. cases. <laughs> it can be, yeah, especially in the summer. Um, uh, but but as I say, they they, they still got to be looking at some things and missing out. You know, one thing that has grown so huge: social media. Right? Yeah. They look around and. A part of them has to cry inside when they see the fun people have on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, there's another picture of Nigel. <coughs> people tell them. And they're like, I, I don't, I've never seen <coughs> Nigel. I don't know what a Nigel is. I don't know what a Nigel is. Well, there's, and you're yeah. like, there's 600 more photos from today on there. Yeah. Yeah. But they won't ever know because they don't go on. Because they don't go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, look, you know, Peyton Oswald said something funny on Twitter. They don't know. Or Pat Oswald said it. He goes by Peyton now. It's <laughs> his, yeah, he goes by Peyton now. It's amazing to me that you can pronounce Mike Berbiglia's last name correctly, uh-huh. but you you can't pronounce Patton. Patent, tomato, tomato. Uh, to, yeah, exactly. I think it's a, it's a, it's a matter of choice. Yeah, that's exactly he what it is. He doesn't want to pin anyone down. Uh huh. He's actually name. letting you choose. In one way. Uh huh. <laughs> He's named non-binary. He lets you choose what his name is. Exactly. Uh huh. Exactly. You're a namist. Um, I am a namist. Yeah. Um. So, th- but they have to be looking at social media, at the fun people have, the the reuniting with old friends they've uh, forgotten exist, uh, the the looking at friends' pictures, the people that you don't see for years and years, but instead of them just falling away from your life, you still know something about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, Josh lit a, a a Hanukkah moose antler today for the first day of Hanukkah. I did, as a matter of fact. I saw it on social media. Oh, that's right. My wife posted it on Instagram, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Right? Uh, they got to be looking at a little piece of the little piece inside cries. But mm-hmm. they're like, no, I'm not going to do it. I like this, you know, 
The smell of the paper. (laughs) (laughs) So how can we make money off these people? And this one's pretty easy, right? Uh, uh, You're going to make Facebook quarterly. And it's going to come in kind of old. It's going to be a big volume, kind of like the old Sears catalogs. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, it's going to show updates from all their friends printed out on paper, nice smelling, nice feeling paper and Uh a baby tome of a Facebook book. Uh, they're going to be able to sit in their chair drinking whiskey and smoking their pipe probably, Mm -hmm. um, leafing through in their time. Not not on the train when they could be looking at people. Um, l- still catch up on their friends, and you're gonna what you're gonna do is you're gonna print out someone's friends, all their posts, mm-hmm. uh, or if you want, you can you can whittle it down a bit. Uh, so you can have Facebook quarterly, you can have Twitter quarterly, you can have Instagram quarterly, you can any TikTok quarterly. So it's kind of uh, almost like a family newsletter. It's like a family newsletter. Uh, for your extended family, mm-hmm. um, and it will sell on you know just like uh, Sports Illustrated every year has their w- ho- too hot to handle swimsuit issue. You know, uh-huh. you can, in February you can release the the thirst trap ep- uh, issue, and it's all the <laughs> thirst traps all the people you know posted. Or will you be able to look at like if I wanted to look at yours? Uh huh. Right. Because you can sort of like go through, you know, just as on social media, I could click on your timeline and go through conversations you've had with friends. Will you be able to? Uh, I think only creeps do that. I'm just saying it's something that people do do. You could, I'm not saying you, I do it. I'm saying I could do you it. Could tailor it's, a, your subscription. it's a function. You could tailor your subscription. Right. That's and my say, question. I want to deep dive on Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just sounds disgusting. Yeah, from the guy who likes to taste the books. Well, and they they're going to be able to, and I think there's a lot of money in this, uh, and you're going to make it. You're going to cut down a lot of trees. It's going to be that that thin paper, though, like newspaper. Well, like 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 an old Sears catalog. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I'm That's really thinking of, of that kind of oversized tone. Yeah, yeah, book. well, it's going to have to be if it's a quarterly. Yeah. People post a lot. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to read. Imagine having to read, like, all of your crazy cousin's fucking QAnon conspiracy theory, <laughs> like, in one shot for, like, an entire three months having yeah. to read them all in order. Yeah. That's like a nightmare. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a nightmare come true for these guys, so. Yeah, but it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, speaking of QAnon uh, conspiracy theories, what is the technology that conspiracy theorists hate the most right now? The technology they hate the most? Yeah. Oh, uh, 5G? That's right. You're absolutely yeah. right. It's 5G. Uh, recently, a bunch of arsonists in the United Kingdom... Uh, and throughout Europe have been destroying cell phone towers. Uh, Vodafone says that 20 towers were set on fire, uh, including one serving a field hospital that was treating COVID-19 patients. Mm -hmm. Uh, The arsonists put out a screed claiming that the 5G networks are helping to spread 
coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, famous people are all over this. This article that I read that listed the famous people who are who are involved in this, mm-hmm. this very funny thing where they also listed what these famous people's education was. Oh. So they listed like uh, Woody Harrelson shared a report uh, uh, on Instagram to his two million plus followers that 5G radiation is exasperating the spread of coronavirus. And they wrote Woody Harrelson holds a B.A. in theater from Hanover College. Um, John Cusack, who dropped out of NYU after one year, um, tweeted that 5G will be proven to be very bad for people's health. Um uh, Wiz Khalifa, who was a, a, a attended, I don't even think necessarily graduated high school in Pittsburgh. Uh, a, a singer named Carrie Hilson, who was a theater major at Oxford College of Emory University in Atlanta. Um, a judge of uh, uh, Britain's Got Tal- Talent, who also went to an acting school. Loads of people, yeah, famous and otherwise, talking about how 5G is going to kill everybody. It's gotten to the point that there is a company out there that is duping people into buying fake Faraday cages that they will say will block harmful radiation in 5G but keep your home Wi-Fi signal intact. Now, you've talked about Faraday cages in the past Mm -hmm. and what they are essentially, a true Faraday cage... Uh, 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 blocks electrical, uh, uh, all electrical signals by using electrical signals, right? And you put it, and what this is, is it's a small cage that you put over your, uh, uh, your modem, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to block harmful radiation and 5G radio waves from emanating from your modem to keep you safe. Okay. And people are buying this, buying this up. Well, you're going to go one better. Oh. Eventually, as 5G starts taking over, there's going to be all this 4G network out there uh-huh. lying around. Yeah, just cluttering just the streets. Cluttering the streets with 4G. <laughs> 4G works just fine. Sure. For most people's needs. Sure. There's going to be a bunch of phones and modems and various other bits of technology that use that ran on 4G that are just going to be sitting around waiting yeah. to be thrown in the garbage and creating more problems in our environment. Well, no. You're going to buy up all those 4G networks for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. You're going to get them up and running and you're going to pull that big lever and just get those turbines going. And you're going to keep people on 4G. Anyone who wants to stay on 4G has that option with your network. You're going to be the only one doing this. So you're going to have millions and millions of people around the world paying for your service at however much per per deal. And that's what it is. You're going to be the king of 4G. And you could even go one further and do 3G. Oh, there you go. Or 2G or LTE. Yeah. Yeah. It's all up to you. It's up to you guys. Uh, you know, what else is up to you is getting in touch with us. So if you want to, go to get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. I need to mention, I, I've been 
looking at our email uh, 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 every day ever since you know the challenge was put out for uh, your cousin to contact me about my lack of preparedness and uh, nothing. He's checking out nothing. That's uh, exactly what it is. Get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. Go on iTunes or anywhere you get a podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Please do. If you only listen to it as a podcast form, tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. Get there early. Listen to our star scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to the circuit. A lot of good stuff going on. You should be listening to it. Uh, you guys, at this point, you got a lot of money in your pocket. Josh going to tell you what you're going to do with it. Swiss Smile Gold Toothpaste. It's no secret that those with wealth enjoy a little gold embellishment here or there. Some gold furniture, maybe some gilded accents on the walls, or even a nice little gold chain to add a little bling to your outfit. But if you really want to feel absurdly extravagant, you can pick up a tube of toothpaste that contains actual gold flakes, and it'll only cost you about 108 US dollars. Swiss Smile, a luxury toothpaste and toothbrush company has created Dior Tooth Gel and Toothbrush. And yes, I did say Tooth Gel. The Tooth Gel contains 23.75 karat gold dust and comes in a sleek container that is, you guessed it, gold. But for what reason would you want gold dust in your toothpaste other than being able to say there's, well, gold in your toothpaste? Well, according to their website, gold has anti-inflammatory and regenerative properties that can help ward away cavities and gingivitis. And while you could just use floss and mouthwash to scare off the dirty gingivitis, I suppose it is a bit more fun to do it with a bit of bling. There you go. $108 for a tube of toothpaste. Yeah, get it, dudes. Uh, So, hey, uh, we know our ideas are as good as gold. How do you know that you can have the confidence that we do? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Today's rules are still 10 rules of money to get rich. And uh, our rule that we're going to do today is the Internet truly has changed the game. The Internet truly has changed the game. You're going to change it back. You're going you're gonna to print out Facebook quarterly. You're going to take those extra Gs from the networks and put them in your pocket. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, we're definitely getting rich on this one, Noel. So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Gonna get rich quick This is my lucky day 